Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bowitz, and welcome back for the 26th Sunday after Pentecost for the week of November 18th, 2018, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to get into this week's podcast, and I am excited and slightly saddened by this is the last text that we have from Mark this year as we have Christ the King Sunday next week, and then we are transitioning into the year of Luke or your C. So I'm excited to get into this, but before we do, we have our couple announcements that we always have. Again, if you have not checked out God Friended Me, I'd highly recommend it. I think it's a really great show on CBS, being able to bring up some really good discussion points that are worth bringing up and being talked about, especially with interdenominational or interfaith discussions have started to come into the show, which is a nice, interesting way of actually it being presented and done in a very respectful way, at least I think so. The second thing is, is I want to do my shameless plug for Working Preacher. If you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Between their Sermon Brainways podcast, their commentaries, their discussions on their website, I think it's a great tool to be able to utilize and to give ideas for being able to look at how do you interpret different texts. For me, not being an ordained minister, it gives me some direction as I'm looking at trying to bring you this podcast week after week. But one final thing before we get into next week's text, we have to look at our Twitter question from last week. And our question was, what abundance has God given you that you haven't recognized? And are there places that you can give more? And for me, I actually had an interesting week this last week where as adjusting and trying to get everything ready, I had forgotten to bring my vehicle in to have my battery checked on my car. And I suddenly couldn't get my car started for going to church on Sunday morning. And so being able to utilize the community that I had around me and maybe not realizing the gift of just having a vehicle that runs, the gift of having people around me who are willing to come and pick me up and bring me to church, just the simple little things like that that could often be looked at as abundance, as things that are just given to us in a lot of ways in the developed world semi-freely that we overlook. And I think there's always places that you can give more and think about those and contemplate those. I know for me, there's definitely trying to figure out, even in my community, what ways can I be utilizing my skills better and the gifts and talents that God has given me. So the gospel reading this week, as I stated, is out of Mark chapter 13, verses 1 through 8. And I think this is a very unique scripture to kind of be ending the year on. And I think it's a a good one to think about. And I'll get into that a lot this week with our discussion. But it's Jesus outside the temple. And the disciples are kind of in awe of the temple and look how great it is and jesus then when he's specifically talking with peter james and john and andrew he kind of tells them that this will all pass away and do not get consumed with the idea of glorifying or being overly enamored with the temple the first reading is out of daniel 
chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, and we get the archangel of Michael making an appearance here, along with that out of verse 2. I'm going to read this directly. Many of those who sleep in dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to the shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like brightness of the sky and those who lead many to righteous like stars forever and ever. That's verses 2 and 3. Daniel's kind of talking about of the end times. A very interesting text, again, to kind of correspond with the gospel text. The alternative first reading, we are back in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 4 through 20. And this is a very interesting story, and I'll try summarizing it the best that I understand. Elkeah is a man who has two wives, Penea and Hannah. And he has had children with Penea and Hannah, they haven't been able to have a child. And so she goes to the temple and is just weeping and praying extremely hard to the point where she can't even speak at times. Now, Eli, who is the priest of the temple, mistakes what's going on at first and thinks that she is intoxicated, but then she clarifies that this has not happened. And Eli kind of consoles her as she's going through this, and she is just continuing to cry out. And this is where then Eli says, the Lord will listen to you in this time. And this is where she conceives a son, who then becomes Samuel, which as we we continue reading Samuel, he will become a priest in the temple. Psalm this week is Psalm 16, the whole thing, all 11 verses of it. And this is, again, a very much a praise psalm. So I think, especially if you're looking at using the first Samuel reading this week, I would definitely look at possibly using this as your psalm this week. It's, again, just talking about how the Lord blesses us in these different ways. And when he does, how much it restores the body and how wonderful it helps us grow and just how it's beneficial for our growth and how the body wants us to be a temple of praise. The second reading is the final reading out of Hebrews for this long run of Hebrews of seven weeks. It's Hebrews chapter 10 verses 11 through 14, optionally 15 through 18, and also then 19 through 25. And again, this is kind of that resummation of what has been going on that we continue to talk about in Hebrews in that God is sent for us and that he is the sacrifice, that we don't need to continue to do these things, that it's already been taken care of. And that we then are supposed to remember and with our faith continue to strive to echo that in our lives. So how does this all tie together with faith and science? And I really want to examine that gospel text this week again, because the people are talking to him about the great buildings and how they just look at what we have accomplished. And Jesus then responds in verse 5 with, Beware that no one leads you astray. 
Many will come in my name and say, here I am, and they will lead you astray, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. And again, kind of this forbearing of what is coming, but also kind of the prediction of the fall of the temple. And I started thinking about that, especially within the science community that we have right now. I'm a guy who really likes watching tech videos, especially with phones and computers and kind of hearing about all this and how tech and the nerd geek culture over the last 10 years has really kind of changed and how there has been an elevation of that culture to a point. You could maybe also say that like shows like Big Bang Theory have also kind of helped bring that to the forefront, but also just these super pocket computers that we now have as a phone has also kind of increased, I think, the awareness of people, especially young people, wanting to understand what is all going on with this. But in this, I think it's really easy for us to get wrapped up and consumed with these ideas and miss then possibly the bigger picture of what is actually going on. A couple weeks ago, the World Wildlife Foundation released its Living Planet Report. or So every two years, the WWF releases this report to be able to kind of help give an idea of what is going on in our world. And sadly, this report put forth a very grim image of what is going on globally. So according to the report, and these are the statistics pulled straight from the report, again, like always, I'll attach these links down below. Populations of mammals, birds, fish, and reptiles on average, have declined by 60% between 1970 and 2014, which is the most recent year's data that they can use. 50% loss of shallow water corals over the past 30 years. A fifth or 20% of the Amazon has disappeared in just 50 years. And the true kicker to this whole thing Globally, nature provides services worth around $125 trillion a year while also helping to ensure the supply of fresh air, clean water, food, energy, medicine, and much more. And as we list off those items, we all know that these are essential to life here on planet Earth. Jesus calling out and talking about us not being distracted or led astray and I think it's so easy in this world of especially in developed nations of consumerism at what cost are we consuming at what cost are we doing these great marvels of humanity if you want to put it that way and are we really taking into what the true cost of what we might be doing to other things around us to give you another, just a weird, simple example, today I ended up going out and being able to shoot some trumpeter swans pictures was my goal. And the last couple days, I've kind of been 
scouting from a vehicle, having a general idea where these birds are. And today was the day that I had some time and went out a little bit before sunset, about an hour before, so I could try getting into the spots to be able to take these pictures. And as I'm walking along this lake shore, I'm you know you look out over the lake and you can easily see where the water is calmer and where it's rougher based off the windbreak that is it's caused. And there's ducks, especially like mallards. And then plenty of trumpeter swans that are out there in small groupings. Along with you have like your dark-eyed juncos out there. And you have like your, probably I'm fairly confident it was a red-breasted nuthatch out there along with some chickadees. And I heard some squirrels climbing up trees. You know, it was quiet enough that I could hear the slow ripples going over the ice as I was out there and hearing almost the water droplets trying to freeze onto these small ice patches that are starting to form as the temperature has dropped here significantly. And remembering back to when I first started up here and hiking along this same trail and having the lake waves crashing against the shoreline. And so I was out there at sunset, I'm getting gorgeous colors on the lake because of that, and I'm trying to get my angles and trying to be able to shoot through trees and going after all these different trumpeter swans and trying to get close and as close as you can get. And so I'd had some fun and had been clicking away, seeing some images, having a, a great time listening to them honk away, and started to proceed a little bit further down the trail to go toward the next group. And I kept kind of like proceeding down the trail. I'd probably seen three or four small groups of trumpeter swans by this point. And as I'm starting to proceed down this trail, I all of a sudden hear something and kind of catch something out of the corner of my eye. And it's an eagle had been in a tree. And it swooped out, and so I tried clicking a few photos and, you know, watched and saw that it didn't land that far away. And for me, I really do enjoy shooting with photography, of course. I enjoy taking pictures of bald eagles. And so I kind of proceeded up a little bit and was kind of looking at those swans, got a couple pictures, and decided I was going to take a few steps back and see if I can get to a spot where I could get a better angle on that bald eagle sitting in the tree. And I didn't even get to halfway to where I really needed to be to start thinking about lining up a shot. And it heard me, saw me, and it flew off. And as I was out there, I thought about this reading. After that happened, I had been so focused on those trumpeter swans, which I'll edit and take a look at some of these photos and I think they'll be okay. But I was so laser focused on those trumpeter swans that I missed what could have been possibly some really good shots of a bald eagle sitting in the tree that I would have been bowed underneath because I didn't look up. Jesus is telling us to be aware and wary and watching and being observant of what is going on around us. To understand that there's going to be chaos, there's going to be times we don't understand everything that's going on, but to understand that he is still in all that and to not be led astray. How often are we so focused on something that we miss the bigger picture of what God is trying to tell us? 
Daniel gives us a very similar image talking about the archangel Michael and what we get out of the Old Testament, the coming, the second coming or the rising up of the saints, if you want to put it that way. But I think there's also kind of this unique changing of gears that we get with the alternative first reading and then leading that into the second reading in the psalm. Hannah isn't being able to bear a child, which at that time is such an important and major thing. And that she then continues to cry and trust in the Lord, trusting the Lord in the chaos that's happening around her as she's watching Elkanon bear children with his other wife. How discouraging would that be to feel like you, there's something wrong with you? And that when you go into the temple, Eli, the priest, doesn't believe that you're in a good mind when you first walk in there. And it's that you are so distraught, you're so torn up, you're wanting to pray about it so badly that that's the state that you're in. And it takes him a while to understand that. But yet, God still provides in those times. The praise psalm that we get, the delight that comes from, and again, the Hebrews kind of bringing this all together, that Christ came to sacrifice and be the offering for us. That we don't need to continue to dwell on that. That now we can keep our eyes open, we can observe what's going on, but know that our Lord and Savior has already taken care of it. He is telling me, or telling, if you want to use that photography example, to not just get so laser focused on the trumpeter swans and the ducks out on the lake that you forget to look in the trees around you. I was so focused on those swans, I completely missed what probably would have been a very good shot because there wouldn't have been anything in my way. And who knows? If I'm clicking away and the eagle then notices, I might get some better flying shots than what I did. The three clicks of the shutter that I had today. How often are we missing our shots or missing our opportunities that God is giving us because we're so focused on something else that we are missing the broader picture? One other example that I'll use, and it's something I thought about a lot in college, was looking at life like a puzzle. And that we're just, as we walk through life, we're putting these pieces together, and we're working on different sections of the puzzle, and it's like we have a very narrow flashlight so that we can just kind of work what's in front of us. And those times that we don't understand why things are going on and we're moving on and we're getting to that next stage and we don't understand what the heck that was, we look back or it's like God flips on the light switch for a moment and we see the picture of what is starting to form. Enough that we understand what we just went through, but we don't understand enough of what the puzzle is going to be. And the completed puzzle is our life what we did, what was the accomplishment, what were the goals that God had set out for us to do. We can't get narrow focused and overlook so much. If you've listened to this podcast plenty of times before, you've probably picked up. For me, I really enjoy seeing God out in nature. And when we're looking at reports talking about the decline of species across the planet, And that we're having more and more people starting to say this isn't just a natural thing. This is definitely being at least impacted to some extent 
which I would argue a big extent by human interaction and by what we are deciding to do. Are we getting distracted with building a temple? Are we distracted so much at admiring what we're able to do that we're missing what's coming? What else is going on? Is that where we're at? Another kind of sombering moment here as we get toward the end of this podcast. So the Twitter question of the week, I think this week we'll be discussing what things are you overlooking? What things are you too laser focused in on? What things are you overlooking? And what things are you too laser focused on that you miss things around you? There's a lot of things I think in science and times and just in life where we get so focused in on goals and aspirations that we miss the bigger picture. The final thing I want to ask you, and I would love for you guys to reach out to me this week, is as I said at the end of last week's, is that I'm trying to get some things going and trying to get some things ready for to launch toward the end of this year, early next year. And one of the things that I'm wondering is if you could summarize this podcast in three words, what would those three words be? And I'll explain more next week why I'm asking that question. And again, I'll send that also out in a tweet. Feel free to email me, contact me, any form that you can. Because I'd love to hear what three words you would use to describe this podcast. So we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.